welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I'm with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I hope everyone else is who's listening too, because we have a great show for you today. And if you're not good, you're going to be better after hearing from Pedro. Pedro Adeo is the founder of 100X Academy, a movement of Christian entrepreneurs who desire higher levels of income, influence, and favor in order to bring greater kingdom influence impact to your life and business. Pedro is the author of two books. One is The Finished Life, and the other is Retired and Free. He's the founder of Fortress Financial. He's also recognized in... Uh, marketing, which is just incredible right now. I think we're calling him while he's at a marketing convention talking about mm-hmm. just the algorithms and, and, you know, marketing online and these kinds of things. And he's just a brilliant friend of ours. Bob, I can't wait for us to have time with him. It's so amazing. His organization, 100X, is just revolutionizing uh, people's lives. I mean, he's got people signed up and every everywhere we, we go, we hear, you know, hey, we, we know Pedro, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're part of 100X. It's, it's amazing, well, isn't it? And I think he's so hungry to hear from God and what he's doing. So I've met with them for years, you know, just over the years, just prayed with them, connected to him, and we ended up developing a friendship. And so Pete, he'll tell some of the stories though, because some of those meetings were significant to what he's building. Yeah. So he'll tell those stories at some of the hundred X conventions. So then they know me. And so when they're at our event, they're like running up and saying, Bob, Sean, I'm, you know, I'm part of hundred X. And it's so cool. Cause it's like, you know, those people are driven, they're ambitious, but they're kingdom, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's so good. Well, I'm, you know, Sean, I was thinking in preparation for uh, talking to Pedro about he has an incredible story about success and then some failure and then um, and then success again. And I thought it'd be fun uh, for you and I just to talk a little bit about kind of the roller coaster ride that is walking with Jesus. Yeah, I mean, well, it's walking as a human anyways, you're going to experience so much failure, right? This is a hard world and they're suffering. Mm -hmm. And then walking with Jesus, I don't know how anyone does a normal life without Jesus. Because, you know, like when you study about people who are millionaires, the average American millionaire goes bankrupt like 2.3 times before their career is over. And so, I mean, there's just failure that happens along the road when you're talking about business people, career driven people. And what do you do when your boss fires you or when there's something that happens with politics or whatever, and you have to make choices that are really hard and you don't have that navigation system of God, of his right. relationship and that the endearing love of the father over you. And I think you and I are always pointing people at like, don't do this alone. Not just don't do this alone without a church. Don't do this alone without really knowing who you are in God and who he is for you because it's just brutal out there. We've, we've learned and, you know, both of us all through our lives, we've always been surrounded by whatever season it is with people that we, we have a close relationship with. And, you know, I can remember back to some of the times early, uh, when I was younger, uh, as a, as a young believer, having groups of people to bounce things off of, um, yeah. because the world, like what you want to do, what I want to do is lie, cheat and steal. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and, 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 you know, when you have groups of people around you, they say, no, Bob, you can't lie, cheat and steal. You yeah, when you're to. saying that, you're talking about even a complex, like, you know, I have friends who I was consulting who are in Southeast Asia, and they're like, we can't even move in our business without giving a bribe. But we know <laughs> not to give a bribe. You know, like, we know that the, the Lord's saying, don't do it, you know, in this context, in this circumstance. 
And if we don't do it, we can't move forward without God. And it's like even looking at, so even when you're saying light change, so it's not you inherently are a thief. It's that there's no. to navigate in the, the career that we have. It's really hard not to make those compromises that are very human. Right. Sin feels very human. I mean, it feels very, you know, wow. and so like to actually walk in, I thought of a message that our pastor gave at church on Sunday and she said, uh, it was Jennifer Toledo. And she said, you know, the breastplate of righteousness is actually covers you. It's one of the armor of God and it covers you. It's really right living and right mindedness that actually brings a covering to walk in with, in the protection of God. Mm-hmm. And I think of even what you just said, it's like, we want to have the benefit of God's protection, but there has to be right living and right mindedness that we pursue that actually causes us to have that protection. And so I think that that's, you know, it's a profound statement what we're talking about. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the the old man in me wants to do all these things that doesn't line up with scripture. And, you know, Ephesians 6 is a banner scripture for me to put on the full armor of God. I have to do it every day because, um, you know, I, uh, I, I want to be submitted to the Lord and all the decisions I'm making and all the places I go and all the people that I see. Uh, and in spite of myself, be able to turn to him in these situations where well, the world would have us turn another way. Totally. Well, I know I, I'm, I'm like a Sunday schooler too, where I'm just like, I pray on the helmet of salvation. I do it like every day, but I do it regularly where I'm just, I pray those things because there's something about when you understand what you're praying and you're lining your value system up, it's just an activation for me that helps me to have that. Well, tell us how you guys line your value system up with the kingdom of God in your career. I would love to hear from you guys. So email us. We have an incredible show for you today. Please, if you're watching on video or if you're listening on audio, can't wait to be with you. Next, Pedro Dial. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out, and if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for His solutions on the world today, and for His problem-solving ability, His wisdom, His strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are going to love this book. I want to encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, to our audience, I'm so excited for you guys to meet Pedro. And Pedro, um, we've been friends for a while. And Bob, you met Pedro through actually us doing a live together for our Exploring the Marketplace audience and for an event that we did for a book launch. And you got to hear some of his story. So I know that some of our listeners have heard this, but so many of you are new to this story. And Pedro, I love your story because you're so real, you're so authentic, you're so vulnerable, but you're also hitting a success and kind of a God stride that not many people are hitting, but you're teaching others to do it. And I so appreciate that about you, that you're not, you're not in this for yourself. I've never seen you as a selfish person at all. You're always giving. And so thanks for giving to our audience because I know we need this. We need this conversation. So I'm so glad you're here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I, you guys know, I love, I love the prophetic. I love kingdom entrepreneurship. I love what you guys are doing. So anytime I can, just share what God's done in and through me and what he's doing in the marketplace. More importantly, uh, it's a joy to be here. Well, Pedro, why don't we start off and tell us what you're doing right now. I'm like, we know you're in a hotel. We know you're about to give a keynote speech, but tell us about 100X and everything that's going on. 
Yeah. So right, actually, right now I'm in San Diego. I'm about um, there's a there's a pretty large uh, marketing conference every year. It's called Traffic and Conversion Summit. It's one of the biggest internet marketing events of the year. Um, and I was asked to speak here last year, and now again this year, and I'm here That's talking awesome. about our talking about our challenge marketing framework, which is completely a God download he gave to me. It's uh, we I call, I call it taste and see marketing. That's literally what I'll be telling people again today. Like, hey guys, this is I call this taste and see marketing, and here's where it came from. I just tell them where it came from, and a lot of the more secular, um, you know, uh, leaders and personal development people, we all know they take, they've gotten so much stuff from the Bible. They just, most of them just don't tell you where they got it from. They just take the verses, the scriptures, kind of change a word here, there, and they act like it's their own stuff, and. I just tell people where I got it. I'm like, this is, this is, if God thought this was a so good marketing cool. plan, I mean, it's a good marketing <laughs> taste and see, Hey, come and find out. Hey, let's, right. <laughs> let's spend a few days together. So literally like this challenge marketing method that we've innovated built on a simple, one simple kingdom principle has changed the entire internet marketing world. Like, you know, people like Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Grant Cardone, um, and also people ministry heroes of ours people like uh georgian banoff <laughs> you know are running challenges i've got a meeting with danny silk later this week about challenges and That's so awesome. to be able to like it's to be able to have the lord give you a framework and, and share something with you that you kind of cultivate that not only ends up blessing your life and your family which has done that but then literally it's a way i've been able to give back to heroes and mentors both in the marketplace and in the faith it's it's bonkers and then you and then you think about like seven eight years ago i was like begging god to like not let me wake up because i thought i had no value i thought i was done i'm like i've got you know my business collapsed Wait, before you right. go there because we have to go there in just a minute i yeah. want to just give people a view of like the 100x side of things because so right. the marketing side of things that has taken off over the last couple of years obviously that's just put you because people are looking for it because things are changing so rapidly that yeah. if you're not innovating you die as a company. And so I love that God's giving you some solutions there. And you also, people will also know you from the 100X Academy. Yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. Well, that's how this all started. That's how this all started. Like, you know, um, as you as you steward something well, God will give you more. I mean, that's just a kingdom principle. So three years ago, God tricked me um, <laughs> into launching 100X and you were, uh, it's partly your fault. Um, you know, uh, we were having, I was, I, I was starting after coming out of a hard season, God had to kind of brought me through a, a healing journey. A lot of light, a lot of heart wounds, um, were healed. A lot of naive, na just naivety kind of was, had grown out of that. And so I was prospering again, back in what I call my field of favor. And as I was prospering, I was like, man, like I just had this growing kind of annoyance and just a discomfort with the fact that like. It seemed like our prophetic stream, our charismatic stream, people that people that I know hear God very well, yeah. people that I know can enter into, enter into his presence often and with deep encounters, and yet many same people are struggling financially. Yeah, I mean, This doesn't yeah. make any sense. And to me, it was an indictment on the goodness of our God. I'm like, the people that hear God the best, and it can't be the brokest people in yeah. Christianity. Like that, that just can't happen. So I was venting with you. You remember, you remember this uh, in the you know in the in the green room at the mission, 
church you were speaking there and i was venting and i was so upset about this and i'm like you know and then you're like oh well you should do something about that and i was like what i'm like no like you you're the famous prophet <laughs> with the microphone i'm just a i'm just a financial planner living here in obscurity and vacuum like no one cares about me like you're the you're the man of god for the hour you're the guy that's on the christian celebrity circuit you've got the microphone you've got the influence sean you should tell people about this and you're like, no, you do something. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? So you kind of gave me the idea of doing something at the church. And I kind of thought about that. And then I remembered, well, I know how to run Facebook ads. I know how to build funnels. Let me do an online training for free. And I just shared absolutely for free all I thought I knew about what it meant to be a kingdom entrepreneur, not a Christian in business. This is a big thing that like, it's one thing to be saved and be in the marketplace. Like, And I think, unfortunately, that's what... We have predominantly, we have Christians who are going to heaven, they're saved, they love the Lord, they probably pray every day, read the Bible every day, but yet they still do business just like the world. Yeah. And and um, and that's and to me that that's okay, better to be saved than not be saved, but the highest there's another level, and that is to actually co-create with God, partner mm-hmm. with him, and actually get to do business as an expression of our sonship. And also of our kingdom citizenship and identity. That's so good. And so it's been, it's just been, it's been unreal to bring together the kingdom, things I've learned from Bill and Dr. Miles Monroe, bring my entrepreneurship journey. And then of course the prophetic, um, heavy prophetic grace that from people like you and Dano and Keith and, and other prophetic leaders that have poured into my life. So 100X now is, a, is something that people can join and learn a lot of kingdom entrepreneurship, just the difference between doing business as normal and actually doing it with God. And I love that because when we were touring and Bob was with me on many tours um, in 2018 and 19 specifically, like people would come up if I did a book signing, there would always be two or three people who were like, I'm part of 100X, you know, because they knew I'd, you know, been connected to some degree. And I was like, I don't get my royalty check yet, but I'm excited. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go deeper back into this story. I know Bob and I both were really impacted by your story. And I've heard it on the journey and Bob heard it through our live event we did back in May when we launched our Wired to Hear book. You you helped us by just lending us your story and just kind of where you come from the background of what you just shared. But let's go back into, because when I first met you even, you were, you were kind of spiraling. But in the sense, I had so much confidence of this version of you right now. I could see it. But you, you didn't have that faith. <laughs> so let's talk about where you were at and, and yeah. kind of take us on that journey. And I think just... That's one of the that's one of the most incredible things of the prophetic is to, like you seeing this version of me like that that that's 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 unreal to me like if 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 someone if God himself Jesus I don't know like if someone had come to me in that like seven eight years ago and said hey listen guy I know it sucks right now mm-hmm. but you know in twenty twenty one right. right you're like you're going to be living here with these are going to be your friends you're going to be doing deals with people like this and you're going to i'd be like you are high like whatever drugs you're on can you please pass it down i I, I think people felt that way with jesus right like the disciples who's like come on make your pictures a man and then peter after he denies him as i got on the boat going i blew that whole thing and jesus is like hey actually it's your time to be an apostle you know I I, th- I love that, and I love what you're saying because this is the gospel. This is you are a picture of the gospel. So keep keep going. I just want to interject that. Yeah, there's just it's just there's just no way I would have believed you, and yet the and yet the prophetic sees 
right? And and it, and it, and it pulls forward. So, yeah, I just had a I had an epic business failure, um, like 2011, 12-ish. Um, it was the first thing in my life that I had actually really failed at. Mm-hmm. Which, when you fail in your mid 30s, and it was it was a pretty big financial. I mean, we didn't just go broke. I mean, uh, you know, Bob can probably tell you about this. You know, from his, you know, when you're when you're when 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 you work for someone else, you can lose your job. You can go broke. When you own your business, you can go to levels far below broke. Yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah. ran right past broke, and we ended about three million dollars in the hole. Wow. A lot of it was to people that we loved, friends and family, that people that believed in us and were investing in our projects. And then just through a lack of wisdom and some naivety and being overly aggressive. And um, man, the whole thing just fell apart. And the same people that a week or two later were praising me and were telling their friends about how, you know, I was the smartest guy they knew. Two weeks later, those same people are like just thrashing me, like just tearing me apart and just making up all kinds of stuff about me and accusing me of things that we never did. And I, man, I, it's one thing just to have a financial crisis, but now I'm going through a trauma. Like people, I, people I know love and care about me are now, it just seemed like they're trying to destroy my life. And so like, I lost faith in humanity. I was like, if I can't trust these people who have known my whole life, who could I trust? And it, it shattered, it just shattered so much of, who I thought I was. I really, I really did. You know, guys, I, I enjoyed being seen as the money guy, the smart guy. I really, I just, it was a, there was a lot of pride. There was a lot of ego. I was just super wounded, insecure, you know, young man who was trying to find my identity and stuff, you know, Pedro, you and I talked a couple of years ago, we had a couple of really long conversations and you, we talked about uh, your dad and you trying, you know, at that point in your life, trying to please your dad yeah. and how that impacted how you looked at yourself. And where are you at with that now? Did that all resolve? Yeah, I absolutely think that like pretty much I assume everyone's got father wounds. Like <laughs> yeah. I know, I think Sean is like, Sean is the only person I think I've ever heard who says has perfect parents. Oh <laughs> no, I don't have perfect parents. I have parents yeah. who, who were good parents who worked yeah. their yeah. stuff out in front of us. So it's, oh, you know, okay. but, but like, you know, I mean, like, and I have a got a good, I mean, I have good parents yeah. too. Then like my parents are great. They, we never went home. We never went to bed hungry. Like they, I was never, I was never like, I never had anything that you would on the outside say was traumatic or abusive, but yet my dad was an old school immigrant father. Mm-hmm. He didn't really know how to give me the affirmation, the validation. I, it turns out I'm a words of affirmation kind of person. And he just kind of withheld that stuff to get me to try harder. He, he didn't want me to settle. He wanted me just to just be the best I could. So I, it, just, it just created a deep wound where I was just always trying to get my dad's approval. And the only people I saw my dad ever praise were wealthy real estate investors. So somewhere in my, you know, heart, my mind, my whatever, I made the connection. Oh, I have to become a wealthy real estate investor for my dad to actually give me the attaboy I'm looking for. And I was on the track, guys. Like I was doing well. I was flipping houses and we were doing very well. And then somebody came into my circle who I shouldn't let in my circle, talked about this bigger opportunity, buying distressed debt. And, and, you know, it's, and I just saw a way to kind of get there faster. I saw a way to take my process from maybe. 10 years to like two years. And it was, it was just, it was, I was looking to be rescued on some levels. I was looking for the silver bullet 
And when you look for a rescuer, you always find an oppressor. And I ended up being just deceived and lied to. And my wife knew these guys were just not honest guys, but I just, I didn't want to hear it because I wanted it to be true. And then, so the irony is my, my dad's biggest fear is that I would fail as an entrepreneurship. I would go broke. I'd go bankrupt. Now his biggest fear was that I would do that. And then it literally happened. Like his, it's a total job thing. His biggest fear happened. Wow. Wow. And, and, um, and, and literally my dad lost sleep for two or three years because he's, it was, you guys know, I was, I, I was really, I was in a d- two to three year deep depression. Like this was not just like I had a bad day and a bad month. Like this took me out for years and um, I really earnestly did not want to live anymore. Like I, I was begging God to not let me wake up. Um, and so then like all this, this huge turnaround and it's part of my healing journey. I, I had to forgive my dad for give him grace. He didn't, he didn't have the tools. My, my dad yeah. was working. My dad was working full-time in Portugal, carrying blocks up ladders at eight years old. He spent four years in school. He was wow. raising his mom. He was taking care of his mom and his sisters. Cause my grandpa was a fisherman. He was at sea, you know, more than he was at home. And so I had to go through that whole forgiveness journey, really get healing uh, on that. And my dad and I are, have, were always cool this whole time. But then now, of course, with all the success and now, my dad doesn't worry about us anymore. Yeah. See, my dad's a worrier, yeah. like not a warrior. You know, he's, he's, he's a hard worker, but he's really more of a worrier. He just has this, he has a foreboding thing. And, you know, you kind of grow up in poverty. And now he sees that, like, he doesn't have to worry about us financially. The amount of peace it's brought him. And now it's like, I love you, dude. I'm so proud of you. Now it's like all the stuff that I've always wanted is just always there. And yet, like, I'm actually happier for him than I am for me. What wow. do you think? Wow. What was your what was your breakthrough point? You're laying on the couch for a year and a half or two years or longer. Yeah. And and you're and you're having these thoughts and you're depressed and your wife is looking at you like, uh, what what was the breakthrough? What got you yeah. up off the couch? How did God intervene? I mean, well, there was you can imagine over two or three years, there's just so much stuff. Um to honestly, I just think that like I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to kill myself. This is going to sound very, like, logical and not, right. this is how it was. I'm like, okay, I'm clearly not going to kill myself. I keep fantasizing about it. I keep hoping God will just take me out, but he's not going to, he's not going to just take me out. And I'm really not going to kill myself. Like, let's be honest. So what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm stuck in this body. I'm stuck in yeah. this life. I have this wife who's, this was our deal. Hey, babe, let's have kids. You'd be a great mom. I'll go figure out the money thing. That was our deal. My wife at that time didn't have the skill sets or the desire or the know-how to go provide for herself. So she's looking at me like, hey, like, what's the plan? It's been a couple of years, like, you know? And then I got these kids to raise. And so I just one day was like, you know what? I got I, I, I don't have any other option. Like I am, I just have to just figure this thing out and take one step. And it was Romans 8, 28. Like literally Romans 8, 28, all things work for the good, those who love God called according to his purpose. I just held hot. I just held God hostage. Wow. With that promise. I'm like, Hey man, you said this. And if you lied about this, you lied about everything. And like, I don't know how you're going to turn this for good. I mean, I'm $3 million in the hole. Everybody hates me. Um, I literally feel like I have nothing of to offer my wife, my kids, this world. 
but you said you would turn this for good. And I can tell you guys here, like seven, eight years later, he has redeemed every, not just redeemed. I mean, I, it's redeemed, it's restored, it's multiplied. It's stupid. Like it doesn't even make sense. I'm like, my greatest failure is the thing I get to do now. The thing I failed the most at, I failed at being a, a kingdom entrepreneur. I failed to understand how to integrate my life, my faith in business. Like the biggest, the biggest failure I made is the thing that I now get to do and God is behind it and he's blowing, you know, uh, blowing wind behind us. And like, and so I just want to tell people like, you know, oftentimes we think our greatest failures disqualify us. And typically your greatest failure is actually a very strong signpost. You brought up Peter. Um, I mean, the guy denies Jesus, then he ends up being, you know, like an amazing evangelist and apostle. Like, wow. It's like, okay. So oftentimes our failures, our failures literally point to destiny so often. And, uh, but that was really it, guys. And I had amazing friends around well, me. I was going to say, because it's it's really interesting how God had to rewire you, though. And he oh, did yeah. the Romans 8.20. It was internal, not just external. And we're always looking for an, an external. God's going to work it for your good. And we don't realize we get to know God more. And when we know him more, we become more complete. And I think of, like, Sri, my wife, she came from, you know, some, some level of poverty as well. And at one point, right when we first got married, I had made a decision um, with one of the areas that we're building and put a lot of finances into something that failed. And it really affected her. Like, can I trust him financially? Like he's, and he's saying, well, I learned from this and just moving on and he's fine. And, but he just lost a lot of money and I don't know, like, I don't trust that. And she'd never been around, like she'd seen loss, but the loss was judged and then it was never rebuilt. And I looked at her and said, I don't know, like I, you're gonna have to learn about like finances. Cause there's always loss when you're trying new things and it's part of the R and D, whatever. And so she, we start reading all these books together. She never read like back uh, next door millionaire and you know millionaires around us and like rich dad poor dad and all these things that kind of retrain your mindset. And at the end of like five year period of her, she was on the journey. It was her who you know pursued it. She's like, I so respect you now for those decisions that I was judging you for in the beginning. Going, that's so scary. I don't know if you're stable. I look at it now and go, thank God he's a risk taker in the right way, and he learns from all the risks. And she had this like reprogramming from the inside and it was really Romans 8, 28 was working in her, yeah. but it really was a mindset change, which I love that hundred X does that it helps people to come to a new mm-hmm. a kingdom mindset. Yeah. And it's an internal processor where we have to process things with a God filter through our discernment, not just through our humanity. And I love that in this season, like I've watched you from all the conversations we had from when you were coming out of the depths of despair to like each time I was watching this, like more, this foundation that God had for you getting stronger and stronger. And then when you started turning that on others and saying, go for it, it was like an instant. I was just like, this is to me a type of revival that the church doesn't talk about because the church looks at revival and quantifies it with how many people get saved inside of a church structure. I'm like, you're bringing empowerment to people that would have never been empowered who are getting rebuilt from the inside out, who are affecting industries. And so I just want to, I wanted to commend that because I think there's a lot of people who listen to stories like this and they're like, you know, I'm in that dark place. I, how do you actually build out of that? And just hoping that God does something externally is not going to do it. I mean, he helped you with that $3 million. He helped you then above and beyond that. But that's not what changed you inside. Right. And I just want to point that out in the midst of uh, this awesome conversation. Yeah, I think, John, the thing that I love about it is it's internal. You know, we are loved sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. Our identity is there. And no matter what we do from that position, whether we lose $3 million or make $3 billion. We're still love sons of God. And you found that out in the despair on the couch, Pedro. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's what you said, Sean is just inevitable. Like, 
my wife did lose trust in me in, in that season as a provider because, and it's, and that's okay. Like that's, 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 that's kind of the, that's what happened. And so you got to go on that journey of rebuilding it and you, and you have grace for each other. Um, and one thing I will say before we wrap up is I, I, I just want to encourage people that, yeah. So if you're on the couch, like it's all good. I've been there. I like, I know all you can see is just, all I saw was like the problem, Yeah. but you know, um, just let my story encourage you, but also for people that are doing well in life, like they're like, Hey, Paige, what about me? Like I'm doing well. Like, I feel like, you know, let me give you some encouragement that like, I believe the Lord is handing out industries right now. I, really, I agree. Like, I, agree. I really think it's like, you know, we, so well, sometimes we think so small about, well, how do I just take care of myself, my family? And that's great. Take care of you and your family, of course. But like, he really, I feel like he's just there with like, I kind of just see him like sitting down, like, okay, I got this industry. Like who wants this? And like, there's nobody, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, guys, like he just took me from broken, busted, put me on the top of the marketing industry. This is a billion dollar industry. And, and this is, and it's just, the, and now he's like, well, hey, you want this one too? I'm like, really? I can have two. He's like, well, no one can have, like you're the only guy crazy enough to say yes okay let's go so guys like he's i mean and sean i've heard you talk about this and i've heard you give words about this and we, we hear about the daniels and the josephs and it makes for a great preach and i'm like dude you can have a you can be entertained and temporarily inspired by a great preach on a sunday or you could live it this could be your yeah. life and i'm like yeah. guys come on like it's 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 his heart he wants to do it he, and he needs kingdom minded people in healthy relationship to him why would he not want a healthy son and daughter full of wisdom that has his heart and has uh, an ability to bring the kingdom to that industry to that area of society and culture yeah. like this is what he wants to do with this was this well, was the plan you're proof that he wants this way more than we do and he's raising people up to his desire not ours which is yeah. just so it's what we have to think about like when you when you want something this bad in your heart you have to look at it and go, wait, that's God in me. So how do I sanctify it and actually, you know, live righteously by it, which I love. I love just, again, I, I know I've said I love this a lot. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm serious. But Pedro, thanks so much for spending time with us. Seriously, I know you have to go speak right now at this event, but thanks for being with us. You always share, like I said in the beginning, so vulnerably. Yeah. Well, Sean, next, nobody knows what's going to happen. It could be questions. It could be a business showcase. It could be a resource offering. It's going to be so fun. What do you think? I know we have all new kinds of segments for you that you guys are a part of and suggested. So join us next. Sean, here we are again with a business showcase. How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing in Hawaii? I'm doing great. Somebody has to do it. And, uh, <laughs> and here we are. But the cool thing is, is we're going to talk to Lindsay Late and Wesley Owens Coffee. And we um, awarded them a grant a number of months ago. I can't wait to catch up with her. I know. I love having these conversations because when we actually highlight what God's doing in businesses, we, I know it helps to touch other people who are in startup mode or already in it or people who've already done it a long time ago. Everybody can relate who's in the marketplace and just here's the story and here's where God's at it. And it helps to train you in a way that you don't always get to hear on a Sunday morning at church or in mm -hmm. the activity that we're doing other places. So mm -hmm. I love these conversations. So we're going to bring on Lindsay right now. Come on in the room. We can't wait. Hey, hey. Lindsay. Hi, how are you? We're so good. We're so glad to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you guys too. 
So how are things going since we last talked in the coffee shop? So we are, praise God, extremely busy at the moment, um, which is wonderful. Usually the summer is a quieter time for us, oddly enough, um, but we've seen consistent growth and busyness over the last few months. So that's that's amazing. Um, It's been really, really awesome uh, that we've just continue to grow the business, which honestly seems bizarre given uh, the circumstances. Um, but that's how we know it's God because we're just not that smart. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're seeing growth. We're seeing new people. We're seeing people who hear about us um, more and more um, and are referred to us more and more. And so that's a great uh, testimony too is when, when people have word of mouth, that's, that's not the best advertising you can get. Well, Lindsay, tell us how Wesley Owns Coffee came about. How were you, were you just, uh, how did you start? Well, we actually, um, my husband and I were living in the United Kingdom and in early 2000s, we felt that God was calling us to America, but we honestly really didn't know how we would do that because if you've ever met the United States Immigration Service, um, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a hard job. So um, so we kind of just really, we had a lot of people actually prophesy over us that we would come to the US and wow. uh, we just kind of kept smiling. Three people in three years didn't know each other, totally independent, said you're going to get to the United States and so we wow. just said, okay, God, that's great. And then a few years ago, um, like nine years ago now, um, we started to look at it uh, for various reasons. And the opportunity for a business investment visa became available uh, was something we didn't know about before. And so we began to pursue that. And so we came um, in the summer of 2012, actually this month, uh, j- just early in July. And we started looking at a number of different businesses. And um, the business that we eventually bought, Wesley Owens, did not on paper match anything to do with what the immigration requirements were. Um, in wow. fact, our lawyers yeah. didn't even want to pursue it. They actually, their official advice to us was, you should not pursue this business. You should look at another <laughs> one. So, so we were kind of freaked out about that. But um, then one of the strange things is we um, were asking the owner, why, why was it called Wesley Owens? Because his name was not Wesley Owens. And he explained it was actually named after his grandfather. And while we were still in the UK, at a church service one afternoon, um, a church leader had come and told us that our our shop would be called Papa's Place, uh, the church we Mm -hmm. went to refer to God as Papa. And so we just took it metaphorically to be kind of a reference to this would be where we would do ministry and we do God's work. So we were like, okay, great. And then when my husband came home and told me why it was called Papa's Place, I'm Scottish by nationality or heritage. My parents are Scots and we call grandparents uh, Papa. And um, so my grandfather and Papa, and all of a sudden I kind of, the penny slowly dropped and I said, it's currently called his papa's place. It's it's called after his papa. It's named after his papa. Wow. The, the label on top is his papa's place. And so that was when wow. we figured out, okay, this is the place God wants us to buy. And still our lawyers were, no, no, no. It took a 45-minute conversation um, to persuade them, and they still reluctantly <laughs> followed through. Uh, but when we went to the UK again, uh, we actually got the full five-year visa that's available, and we were their first clients ever um, to get that from the embassy in London. So that's, uh, so that's how we knew we had to buy this shop, and that's what we have. That's the One thing that we, we love is that your backgrounds aren't in coffee shops. They're actually in a uh, no. very interesting thing. Your husband's, what, he was an engineer or engineer background yes. and worked in IT space. Yep. And then you worked with consulting yep. and like development and these kinds of things. 
And so mm -hmm. to go into a coffee shop, part of what your heart was is to actually build community. And you see right. this as both a ministry and a business, which I think is really, a lot of people are doing these hybrids now where they really believe they're supposed to have a kingdom impact and do something that actually takes obedience to God and sacrifice, but it also is a is for profit. It's to make money as well. And so tell us yeah. about that aspect of it. Like, like, obviously, you just told us a story before we started. We had like one minute to talk to you about your husband's name. If you could start with that, because I think it's so funny. <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> well, it is pretty funny because um, his first name is Fabian, which is the Latin for bean grower. Um, doesn't specify which beans, just beans. And, uh, <laughs> and his last name, our last name is Late, which is the Portuguese. My husband's, in fact, Portuguese. And his the Late, late is the word for milk. So um, his name officially is beans and milk. Um, and so we kind of always laugh because we feel like that was God's sort of prophetic um, influence 40 something years ago when he was born. Um, his, his mom actually wanted to call him um, Elvis, but fortunately changed her mind at the last moment. So, um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so it feels like God was setting him up all along. Forget civil engineering, forget IT. One day you're going to be uh, crushing beans and steaming milk and you're going to have a coffee shop. That's amazing. And and so spiritually, like as far as the assignment, since you've been there, um, tell us in the beginning stages, because you bought a company that already had some business. Um, was it mm -hmm. easy? Was it hard? What did it look like? And I know, tell about the community event that you did as well, because that was like such a marker in your first season of planting the shop. It was. So um, So initially when we purchased the business, um, on paper, it was technically breaking even. And that was one of the reasons the lawyers that we were using were not keen. Um, the business, in theory, should have been in profit. And on paper, it was breaking even. Um, unfortunately, when we started running the business, we realized, I don't think there was any malicious intent whatsoever, but we do, did realize that, that the previous owner hadn't necessarily recorded um, the accounts as thoroughly as he needed to. So after the first year, wow. we recorded a $25,000 loss. Um, wow. And that was shocking to us because we had actually increased business, um, but we were still in, in a deficit, which we really wow. didn't understand. Um, and that was very demoralizing because, you know, we felt like God had brought us here. We felt like God had told us to buy the store and then to realize that it's operating um, not just with a small deficit, but actually with a huge deficit yeah. was, was really mm. quite devastating. Um, the second year, we unfortunately were in the same place. We, we declared another loss. Um, wasn't as bad. I think we we improved by about 15000 so we declared about a $10,000 loss. And again, we were just sort of looking at this going, what are we doing? Like, how are we going to turn this around? Uh, fortunately, we'd had some good investments in the UK, so we had brought a little bit of money with us, and we had continued to subsist basically on our savings as well as propping the store up for that entire time. Yeah. And um, we then moved location, and that was a huge breakthrough for us. And um, in the April of the third year, we literally got to a stage where we had we had two thousand dollars in the bank account, and that was pretty much our our monthly costs for our family to operate. And um, my husband basically said, "It's it's now or never. Like we either we either turn this around this month, or I don't know what we're going to do because we wouldn't qualify for any loans or anything like that." 
And that very same month, <laughs> we declared a profit for the very first time. So, wow. um, so God does like to kind of keep things close to the wire sometimes. <laughs> yes, I don't know if does. anyone else has ever experienced that, but for us, it's Not like, all, never. Lastminute.com, <laughs> yeah. So we, we, you know, and at that point, um, we then began to to turn the business around. So that was our first, I think, significant moment where we were like, oh, okay, you know, God's got this. It's it's going to work itself out. But but those first two years, if I'm honest, were really unpleasant. Um, there, yeah. there was nothing. Uh, it's very hard to maintain your joy when you're working your socks off and you're not really seeing anything. Um, and I think for yeah. a lot of businesses, that's that's actually more common than people let on. You don't want to tell people you're struggling. You don't want to tell people that it actually looks like mm-hmm. a major disaster, um, which privately is what we just kept looking at each other going, what are we doing? Um, yeah. And of course you put on a good face because you know, that's what good Christians do. Um, um, so we just kept putting on a good face going, this is going to work itself out. And sometimes I felt like we were faking it till we made it. Um, yeah. But, but we did, you know, and God did have his hand in it. it it's just very demoralizing when you're not seeing anything. Obviously, in the UK, we'd been running um, an IT consultancy. Um, my husband did much less work for much more money. Um, I mean, he basically worked for free for two and a half years. So that was also very frustrating because it's hard to see how is this going to turn around. But it has, and it, it has continued to do wow. so. Um and our, our involvement in the community is, I think, a big part of that is because I think God really did want us there. Um, so it has continued to improve. So last year in December, when the shutdowns, we, we were in, in here in Colorado, we were uh, shut down to dine in. And then a lot of the uh, different schools, et cetera, were closed down. Um, and so we decided to host an outdoor nativity, live nativity and Christmas carol service, um, which just, we got so much positive feedback because um, a lot of, in our area, there's a lot of churches that operate in schools and they were not allowed to meet because the schools were shut. So a lot of people had no services to go to, no ability to attend Christmas services at all. And so that was kind of our big thing. We kind of went, you know what, we're going to do this. So we had this live nativity. We had animals and alpacas that were almost camels and we had all sorts of things. (laughs) And people just the feedback was just amazing because people were just so thrilled to be able to celebrate, to be able to sing, to be able to, you know, um, you know, actually have a Christmas service. And so that was a real blessing. And kind of another thing we were like, oh, you know, we're probably in the right place here. It didn't look like it for a while. <laughs> in fact, it looked like the very opposite, but we're in the right place. This is where God needs us to be. Wow. I just, Bob was going to say that's exactly what we we're talking about with yeah. businesses. Like what God's doing in the marketplace is going to lead the next season, mm-hmm. uh, the next great move yeah. of God. And here churches were shut down and you guys provided something that the church just couldn't do. And I believe it's that what a, what an appointment for marketplace mm-hmm. right now. It's just like we can offer our services and do mm-hmm. some things that just are unconventional to mm-hmm. the church, but are exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love how you, I love how you struggled and persevered through, um, and I'm glad you didn't listen to your lawyers because it sounds like you're having impact on your community. <laughs> totally. And, and, it, yes. and it's incredible. Yes, we are. We, we definitely have, um, <laughs> we have a lot of influence, which is a strange thing to us. And it's not something that we 
anticipated would come with a business like this. We are in a very small community, um, but a lot of people know us, um, which is odd. I mean, not to say like we're celebrities. I mean, we're D-list celebrities, but... So we were fortunate enough to, um, I have a great sort of almost like a legal brain. My husband hates arguing with me, says it's a nightmare. But um, (laughs) when all of the mandates came through, um, when the mandates came through and the instructions from the health department, obviously being a food-based business and all the the things kept coming through, um, I would read them not just rely on what the media were um, telling us that they said. I would actually read the whole documents real careful. And what we discovered is is sometimes what's not said is just as important as what is said in terms of understanding how to apply these things to your business. And so um, we decided to host businesses locally to share with them the strategies that we had developed that were keeping us 100% in compliance. Um, I know because I did speak with our health department more than once um, and uh, and keeping us in compliance, but also respecting people's personal freedoms and also their personal issues, medical issues or other situations um, and not sort of trying to um, alienate anybody really, but trying to find that there is a way to deal with this. Um, And so we had a lot of businesses join together. We shared with them our policies. We shared with them the notifications that we published at the front of our business. Um, And all of those kept us in compliance, but also allowed us to allow customers to have the freedom to do what is best for them and their families, which we do really believe in. I think it is people need to make the most appropriate choices for themselves and their families. And so that's what we emphasized. Um, And that was, yeah, it was, it was a big deal because there were a lot of businesses who couldn't see their way around how to implement all the the rules of which there are obviously so many, especially in a food service business and still actually run their business. Um, so we did that and that was a, that was a great blessing because we got to know a lot of business leaders um, in our community and we, we were able to offer them some assistance and also just to have that influence where you kind of are able to say, you know, you can do this. No, I wouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. Um, so that was blessing too. And I think was very um, helpful, you know, all around because then we were all, also in the same community, roughly all on the same page. And that helped a lot too. Yeah. I see how it builds attraction for the future too, of just being salt and light in your community of, and we have to invest in our communities in real ways. And I just, I'm so grateful for you guys and your story and your testimony. You guys have another Christmas production coming up this year. We plan we're so excited. Yes, we're That's planning awesome. it. <laughs> so um, the service itself, we're, we were super happy with last year. So we're kind of probably going to do something not too dissimilar again. Um, but this year, uh, we aim to use the grant money that you guys gave us to to kind of try and weatherproof it. Um, yeah. Colorado weather is um, is unpredictable at best. So um, we're going to try and probably either get some tents um, or some sort of um, staging that will help facilitate that so that people will be able to be more comfortable through through the service that's awesome well Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing how do people get a hold of you how do they find you 
Okay, so we um, we we we're still kind of weedy old school. We're on Facebook, so that's probably the most thing. You know, I'm that age. Like Facebook is what I cope with. I can't name all the modern media, but we're <laughs> on there. Um, you can find us on Yelp. You can find us on Google. You can find us on Facebook. Um, and so those are the best ways to pick up and read all the reviews about what we do. Um, the foods and drinks that are most popular are always mentioned there, so that's kind of fun. Um, you can um, contact me directly. Um, contacted with leslieowenscoffee.com um, and I'll be happy to respond to emails that way um, but yeah Google page is a great way to find us um, we, we have lots and lots of fun and favorable reviews on there people get a good idea of who we are and what we're doing and how we're serving and we update that a lot with uh, with pictures and information and you know that sort of thing oh, great. amazing thanks for being thank with us so thanks for sharing for the story on. Thank you so much for inviting me back again and uh, look look forward to sharing with you the update after we do the Christmas uh, service at the end of the year. Okay. Oh, for sure. We want to hear. Thanks so much. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.